0: This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. All my posts are now on my community wall on YouTube, brother Peter. Welcome aboard, Hello. Brother. God bless you, brother.
1: Yeah, you too. How's everybody,
0: brother? We're doing all right. Doing all
1: right. Rain, hail, or virus, eh,
0: brother? <laughs> to hell with the virus and with yeah, the fear man. that infects people.
1: Yeah, what's to do with that? I nothing ain't to do with us. Got time for that? No, it's got nothing to do with us.
0: As Sweet Brown said, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Brother, we got time for you today. We got the next hour. We're honored to be here today with Peter Whiffen coming to you from Gold Coast, Australia. Hiskingdomstable.com. And my brother, would you like to open us up in prayer?
1: Okay. Praise the Lord. Hello, everyone. And uh, nice to be back here again. The week goes fast. But anyway... Dear Father God in heaven, we love you and we praise you. We exalt you. We thank you for everything, everything you're doing, everything you've done. and Thank you for your love to us. We love you back. We ask you to be with us today. Help us to um, uh, dig deeper into your word, into your um, love for us. Uh, we thank you for the power for the kingdom of heaven and we ask you Father God that we can receive our inheritance today can we receive everything that's been promised us today we receive that in Jesus name, Amen.
0: Amen brother the mic is yours, welcome back.
1: (laughs) Cool man so um, last week we spoke about the um, uh, about the seed, the the doctrine of um, you know, uh, what we do, uh, our, our children that haven't been born are doing too. And uh, th- this is a blessing, you know. Uh, so that's fantastic. And uh, we talked about the cross and uh, what it means to be uh, saved, what it means to be saved through being born again. And uh, this week, as I was thinking about things, um As everybody knows, maybe I I did the Names Amplification Bible Project, which has the meaning of the names in it. So, I was thinking about Noah, because as it is in the days of Noah, so it will be now, um, when Jesus is returning, as we know, the scripture says. So, um, did anyone realize that uh, Noah's name means uh, rest? Wow. Wow so noah entered the ark god said to noah come in now if he said come in he must have been in there because you don't say come in when you're out if you're out you say go in anyway noah enters into the ark now, the interesting fact we can learn from these examples that nothing happened in the Old Testament or the New Testament for nothing. Everything is what, what we call teaching. It's to show us things. So when Noah entered into the ark, God shut the door. We all know. That, we know that story. God shut the door. But we realize that Noah didn't shut the door. God shut the door. Now, what was shut out? The world. The world could not come in. Noah went in. God shut the door. The world could not come in. So here we may have a clue for those looking to get free and those looking to get uh, progress in their life. Once you become born again, you've entered into the Lord Jesus so when, when you've entered in, God shuts the door. Uh, in John ten nine, it says, Jesus, I am the door. And by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. <laughs> he, he shall go in and out and find pasture. Wow. So Noah entered in. And God shut the door. But it's really interesting that if we we are told to strive to enter in. Strive to enter in. And they could not enter in because of unbelief. In Hebrews it says that. So we want to watch out if anything, is stopping us entering in. And what are we entering into? Peace. Yes. Strive to enter into the peace. Now, if you want to listen to everything that's going on today, very hard to, to have peace, to, to enter into the peace. But we can, uh, by faith, yes, we can enter into his peace. And God will shut the door to the world he'll, he'll shut out the world on us yes the scripture is very plain about that strive to enter the peace now if we have a look at Noah he took 120 years to build the ark yeah 120 years to build the ark man so that was 120 years of faith because it hadn't rained before Noah built that ark where it hadn't rained before, by faith. Not by sight. The mockers and scoffers would have said, hey, what are you building that for? Hasn't rained? But Noah's saying God said. See? So Noah's saying God said. So, if we strive to enter the peace, then God will shut the door to the world. That's shut the door to the demons, to the everything worldly the witchcraft and all of these things God will shut the door but there's an, an interesting discovery I made the ark then was floated right on the waters it landed at a place what, what place did it land hmm? what place did Noah's ark land the Bible says it landed on Mount Ararat Then I looked up the meaning of the name Ararat. Guess what that means? (laughs) Amazing. Reverse the curse. Out of all the mountains in all the world, Noah's Ark rests on reverse the curse. Yep. Reversing the curse. So, we strive to enter his rest. God shuts the door and we... Travelled to a place called reverse the curse. That That is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So um, this could be a little thing that people can think about to be able to get the curse reversed off their life. Jesus Christ became a curse for us by hanging on the tree. So when we strive, that's why Jesus said strive to enter the rest. And we will taken to a place called reverse the curse now did Noah have a motor was he hanging off the back of the ark with an outboard motor going brum and taking it to the mountain called reverse the curse no did he have a sails no did he row it no God took it there and this is by faith let God get the curse off you let God reverse the curse all the circumstances around the curse have faith and patience and let God do that for you. Noah never rowed his own boat. Sometimes we try to row our own boats. We try to get the curse off ourselves. No, you'll give birth to Ishmael doing that. Ask Abraham. When he tried to make the promise of God come true, he gave birth to Ishmael, as we know. So there's a little thing about Noah's Ark that we were thinking about um, we were thinking about this week, so when we enter when we enter into uh his rest um, we're born again, translated from the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness, and um, we get a table what? We get a table. Thou will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's Psalm 23, verse 5. Uh, have we ever wondered what a table has to do with enemies? Why, why is it a table? Why, why isn't it a sword or a shield or a weapon? Mm-hmm. The weapons of our warfare are mighty. But the beginning of all of that is the table. We know that on the cross Jesus offered up his body and blood and that's remembered at the table of the Lord when we're doing the communion. So the offering um, was for the whole world to save the world. So I believe it's through the payback for for perfect justice for Jesus because it was the just for the unjust body and blood becomes ours as we accept it at communion as communion is a place where God has decided that we receive him communion is a place where no one sits down and drinks and eats and confesses the Lord Jesus you know on their own it's, it's a place where we can prove our, our confession of faith and Jesus said to them Very verily, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. That's John 6.53. We know this scripture. But it's at the table. He sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. Now, where does he set up that table? Hmm, We'll get to that a bit later on. And why is it a table? Why is this table so deadly to our enemies? See, the law of eye for eye and tooth for tooth, perfect justice, perfect judgment comes into play. The eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life happens because of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens is is that... uh, We have to have a look at what died on the cross, and we talked about that before. The blood of Jesus is a bloodline. It's a line of the second Adam. Just like the bloodline of Abel. When Abel was killed, all his descendants were killed. What was Abel's blood calling out? We couldn't be born. Where's our judgment? That's what they're calling out. The bloodline, all the children and the destiny of Abel died when Cain killed him. And Jesus' blood calls out better things than that because Jesus wasn't under the curse of death. So his family would have no death on them. That's why when we get born again, we have no death on us. We do not have any curse of death. The curse is reversed just like Mount Ararat. So Jesus has no family in the natural world. This opportunity to have a family was cut off at the cross. So the repayment of the blood of Jesus is perfect justice. The law demands it. This is the reason for the law. The law will not pass away until all things are fulfilled. Because the law enables grace. Yes, the law empowers grace. That's the reason for the law. The law says the blood of Jesus Christ must be paid for, must be paid back. And our power in judgment against our enemies comes because of the law. So we can demand the spirits, the evil spirits pay for the blood of Jesus Christ in deliverance, and they must pay. They must suffer the exact payment that happened to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why when we say, take the crown of thorns, they scream in agony as the crown of thorns comes upon them. We can be born again because of this judgment, that Jesus is entitled to his family back. Perfect justice, life for life, is equaling the scales of justice, except that the number of descendants that died on the cross through Jesus Christ can never be counted. So it can never be equalized. Therefore, as sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Hmm. This uh, is in the scripture Exodus 21, 23, 24, and 25. And if any mischief follows, then you shall give life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Yes. This means that Jesus is deserving a just payback, and we are now born again into his body and deserving the payback. We have the right to command the judgment. Yes, did you know the church has judgment in its hands? Mm. Little known doctrine, I'd never heard that preached uh, for a long time when I was uh, uh, growing in the Lord over 30 years. Hmm. See, justice and judgment is served at the table. We'll find out later that the Apostle Paul said that you heap judgment to yourself if you come to the table unworthily. That means judgment was there at the table. There's a scripture in Daniel 7.22 that says, Until the Ancient of Days came. Till the Ancient of Days came? Who's that? It has to be Jesus. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. What? Judgment was given to the saints? Now, until the Ancient of Days came, well, did Jesus come? Yes. And judgment was given to the saints. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Weren't they told the kingdom of heaven is at hand? The kingdom of heaven is here. Jesus ushered in the kingdom. Yes, it will it's to be grown and fulfilled for the next time Jesus comes back. But we don't have nothing until he comes back. We have in our hands the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said to pray for it. Therefore, it's possible, our Father in heaven, your kingdom come. He wouldn't be saying to pray for something that couldn't happen. 1 hmm. Corinthians eleven twenty seven. Whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Well, if a person has demons in them and sits down at the Lord's table, the demons are sitting there unworthily, aren't they? The person isn't. They've been born again. They have put on the righteousness of God in Christ. So that then exposes the evil spirits to the judgments of the Lord at communion. It's very powerful. Take communion and receive your inheritance and call for the judgments of on your enemies, that's the spiritual enemies. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Ezekiel thirty-four sixteen says, I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. What? Yes, they have to eat at the table too. <laughs> yeah. This is why you'll hear Shannon or others doing deliverance. Saying drink the blood. When they're saying drink the blood, it's meaning really drink the judgment in the blood. Drink the judgment for the blood, see? See? Um, people who've heard me talk before might have heard uh, this, that there, there is a deliverance in the Old Testament uh, recorded. Uh, it says there was no more spirit in her. Wow, we have a recorded deliverance in the Old Testament. And guess where that happened. It's there in two, two different uh, passages, word for word. But uh, one of them is First Kings chapter 10. And it happens to be Queen Sheba. And she's at the table with King Solomon. At his table. Wow it says when queen sheba heard of the fame of solomon concerning the name of the lord that's that's concerning power you know the name of the lord has power she came to prove him with hard questions she had problems she had problems and there's a teaching in this um well, she came to Jerusalem. Jerusalem means the teaching of peace. So she came to the teaching of peace. That's where we've got to go. We've got to come and sit in the teaching, humbly. Learn. When the word of God comes without understanding, the, the devil can steal it. But when the word of God comes with understanding, can't be stolen. So she came to the teaching of peace with a very great train, with camels that bear spices and much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon's, which means peace, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. In other words, she was confessing her problems to him. Now, by the way, Sheba's name means seven or an oath, it means an oath. Jesus said, the devil works by oaths. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Anything else is from the evil one. Don't do oaths. Be careful what you promise. Remembering that you must provide what you promise. So, and Solomon, peace, told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her. And when the queen of Sheba, seven oaths, had seen all Solomon's wisdom, And the house that he had built, now at the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and the apparel of his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She got delivered. That word spirit in in the Hebrew means breath. Yes, but she was still alive. Mm. yes it wasn't her spirit that came out it was another spirit come out of her this is why it went through the whole ancient world God used the movie stars of the ancient world to show deliverance and she said to the king it was a true report that I had heard in my own land the acts of thy wisdom yes doing deliverance is wisdom Mm. It's showing the evil spirits according to Ephesians three ten the manyfolded wisdom of God. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and my eyes had seen it, and behold the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame I heard. Happy are thy men, and happy are thy servants which stand continually before thee that hear thy wisdom. Want to be happy? Stand continually before the wisdom of the Lord God Almighty. Now this happened at the table. So there is a table offered to us. Where is that table though? Blessed be the Lord thy God which delight in thee and set thee on the throne of Israel, she said to Solomon. Israel means God prevails by the way. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, therefore made he king to do judgment and justice. This is the son of King David, king to do judgment and justice. We are all made kings and priests unto God according to Revelation 1, as we know. But why are we kings? We are kings to do judgment and and justice we are to pray judgment we are to pray justice we have a table given to us so we have here Noah's name means rest and Solomon's name means peace You know, descended down from Solomon, from generations, was Joseph. And Solomon's brother, Nathan, means peaceable. Sorry, means gift. So so the two brothers mean peace gift or peaceable gift. Both descendants' bloodlines go all the way down. One to Mary... and one to Joseph imagine that nothing happens for nothing in the Bible believe the Bible believe it it's amazing miracle book the offer of peace equates to deliverance from demons and healing if you're sick you're not peaceful are you And if you've got demons, you're not peaceful either, are you? Matthew 10.13 The offer of the good news of the kingdom, healing and deliverance referred to as peace. It's interesting that King Solomon's name equals peace. Yes, King Solomon's name equals peace. This is the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel that brings peace. These are examples to show us how this peace works. And if we have a look at it, the communion table, let's look at Solomon's table. Solomon equals peace. It says the sitting of his servants, that's ministers at the table. Their apparel, that's his righteousness, Jesus' righteousness, which must put on the righteousness of Jesus. His cupbearers equals the cup of salvation. Ascent to the house of the Lord equals the throne of grace. No more spirit equals deliverance. Some people want to sit down With the communion of the Lord Jesus Christ, with their own righteousness, that's a mistake. As we said, we are one of the seeds inside Jesus Christ. We have His righteousness. We rely on His righteousness, just as Noah did, by faith. The Bible references pointing to the body, the bread, and the blood, the wine, being served to save mankind from the corruption. So, God mentions the uh, preparation of the table in the Old Testament. Yeah, it's there. Leviticus 24.5 is to be a memorial offering. Thou shalt take fine flour and bake twelve cakes, therefore two tenth deals shall be in one cake. And thou shalt set them in two rows, six upon a row, upon the pure table before the Lord. And thou shalt put frankincense upon each row, that it may be on the bread for a memorial, even an offering made by fire unto the Lord. That's Leviticus 24.5. See, twelve loaves, one loaf, not one, twelve each loaf for one of the tribes of Israel it's a memorial has frankincense upon it Matthew 2 11 they presented unto him as baby Jesus gift of gold and frankincense and myrrh Jesus had frankincense poured on him before his death At the breaking of the bread and the feeding of the 5,000, we have 12 baskets left over. Jesus is saying to the disciples, I am the bread of life. He fulfilled the law and got the full blessing of Israel. Every single tribe's blessing belonged to him. That blessing was broken and opened and shared with everyone and signified by the 12 baskets that never run out. That's our grace. It never runs out. Can we tap into it? Can we eat that grace? Yes. At the table of the Lord. Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. It doesn't say, he doesn't say, unless you be a good bloke or a good girl. No. It says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Because the life comes from the payback of the cross in communion to us. John 6.35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Song of Songs to12 says, while the king sits at his table, my spike nard, his perfume sendeth forth the smell thereof. A woman woman having alabaster box of ointment, of spikenard, perfume, very precious. She broke the box and poured it on Jesus' head. Mark 14.3 Then took Mary a pound of ointment, spikenard, perfume, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet and hair. And the house was filled with the odour of the anointment. John 12.3 See. And thou shalt set upon the table showbread, for before me always, Exodus twenty-five thirty. This is always there as a daily communion. The question is, are we eating from it? This is why a table is set up in the presence of our enemies. A lot of, a lot of people I know, believers I know, they hardly ever have had communion. I say have it every day. Pray it every day. Dear Father God, I receive my inheritance today. I receive my inheritance in the saints. I want my inheritance as promised me today delivered to me now in Jesus' name. Take judgments on my enemies, every spiritual force of wickedness that's coming against me. Send forth the kingdom and judge them. Require payment from them for the blood and body of Jesus. I put on the righteousness of God in Christ His righteousness, not mine. I submit my unrighteousness to be covered by his righteousness. Yes. This is the value and the miracle of our faith. No other faith has this. No other faith offers an inheritance. They offer philosophy. They offer thinking, rules. No. We had the power of the inheritance of God Almighty. And if we go back to Noah, God sailed the ark to break the curse. Not Noah. Noah had nothing to do with it. He just hopped inside and went for a ride. Are we hopping inside Jesus and going for a ride? Jesus said to offer peace when preaching the gospel. This is to offer the new birth, reconciliation to God. Deliverance and healing, bringing peace where there was none. If your peace returns, in other words, if they don't want your peace, then we are instructed to shake the dust off our feet. You can't give something when witnessing to someone who doesn't want it. Find a worthy house. Find someone that will receive, who is receiving The witness that you give to people who will not listen will will testify against them. When Jesus says you had a chance to listen and you didn't listen. Hmm. There's deliverance at the table. Here's a couple of scriptures. Matthew 6.10 Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means the kingdom's not here from heaven automatically. We have to pray the kingdom in. Didn't Jesus say, first seek the kingdom? Who is seeking the kingdom? How do you seek the kingdom? You pray for the kingdom. That's how you seek it. Now, the beautiful thing about the believers is the kingdom of God is within you. So the prayer is, let the kingdom come forth let your will be done in my life God, I submit to your will to be done, to let the kingdom of God come out of us that's Luke seventeen twenty-one. now does God want to hit us with a big stick or what does he want to do, he says the father's good pleasure is to give us the kingdom, God loves to give the kingdom, have faith in the love of the living God to send the power, the kingdom out from us, the living waters to come out. Luke twelve thirty two. When we cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come. That's an evidential evidence that you have the kingdom of heaven, God it at hand. When you're getting demons manifesting and coming out, you have the be encouraged, you have the kingdom of God with you. Luke 11.20 Heal the sick. The kingdom of God has come near to you. Luke 10.9 Who has healed the sick? Well, I looked at it. These signs follow those that believe. I didn't have the signs, so I started to try. Guess what happened? People started getting healed. (laughs) Demons started coming out. Yes, that happened a long time ago in my life. And it still continued to happen. But you won't get the sick healed or the devil's out unless you're calling the kingdom to come and trying and praying for people. Believing that it's God's good pleasure. Nothing to do with you. It's God's good pleasure to send the kingdom, to get them out, to heal the sick. He wants to. It's not in there for nothing. God wants to come with his kingdom on earth. He hates this world in this earth. Yes, we come back to Daniel 7.22. Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Now, for those who say the kingdom's still got to come, how come the devils are coming out and the sick's getting healed? It says, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come it's here heal the sick the kingdom of God has come near to you it's here don't be waiting till you got the uh, feathery wings on and floating around now is the time for the kingdom of God the saints possess the kingdom hmm. Jesus said to the disciples in Luke 22 29 to 30 I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father has appointed unto me. What? Jesus gave the kingdom right there. I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father has appointed unto me. Jesus went around demonstrating the kingdom. Now he's given it to the disciples. That ye. Now why? Why is he given the kingdom? That you may eat and drink at my table In my kingdom. What? The table is in the kingdom. Where is the kingdom? Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of God is within you. That means the table of judgment. The table of communion is inside us. That's where it is. He sets up a table in the presence of our enemies in us. that's why the devils who see one walking around with the table there they panic they shake to a believer who knows he has the table he knows he has the kingdom at hand the demons panic goes on now this this passage the rest of this passage perplexed me for a little while But what I want to say before I read it out is, have you ever been to a smorgasbord? Could you imagine a smorgasbord with 12 tables, one for each tribe of Israel? And on that table is the bread of those tribes. In other words, what's promised to those tribes to eat. All the dishes around the promises on those tribes, and they're all different. Some means double blessing. Some means causing to forget. There's everything in the meaning of the names of the tribes of Israel and the blessings promised to Israel there for us all. Now we walk around that smorgasbord picking out what we want to eat. We're judging what we want to eat, making a judgment. Oh, I have some of this, I have some of that, and I have some of this. That's what I need today. So it says, to eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, you got to be in the kingdom. The kingdom's got to be within you to have the table there. That's why it's very important to be born again. If you don't feel you're born again, pray, God, I don't feel I'm born again. Show me I'm born again. And believe it by faith in the promises of God that you are born again. Get your friends to pray with you. Ask, your name be written in the Lamb's book of life. Make your calling and election sure. So anyway, we read Luke 29 to 30. I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father has appointed unto me. That means we're being given a kingdom that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. That's the reason the importance is the eating and drinking in the kingdom. That's why when you take communion... You have no part of Jesus, no part of salvation unless you eat and drink the table of communion. That you eat and drink in my table, in my kingdom, to sit on the twelve thrones, judging, which means separating, put us under, to pick out, select or choose the twelve tribes of Israel. Israel didn't get their blessings, Jesus got them, because Jesus fulfilled the Lord. No one else fulfilled it. That's why Jesus is the bread of life. And we can pick out and choose the answer to all our problems at the table in the kingdom. We've been taught otherwise. We have to do this and do that and do the other. No, it's at our inheritance is at the table. Already there, all things pertaining to life and godliness is at the table. The table is in the kingdom, eating, drinking, and judging, which is Luke 22:29. God's will is performed at the table that is inside you with healing, deliverance from spirits, demons, healing, restoration, and all our needs. Judgment is on the table for the demons and the unrepentant people who side with Satan. We are saved, did you know, by judgment? Psalm 119.175 says let thy judgments help me how did Israel get out of Egypt nothing worked until the Passover nothing worked until the judgment came on Pharaoh of the death, the angel of death killing the firstborns then and only then did he let them go? And he barely did because he went out after them again, changing his mind. Unless you have in your hand and use the judgments of the living God, yeah, you can't get delivered. Eating and drinking at the table is activating the kingdom. It's the reason that the kingdom comes, so we can eat salvation. Salvation. You know, the fall happened, why? Because of eating. So the righteousness of God says salvation happens by eating too. Satan is told he will eat the dust. Eating is very fundamental, this this metaphor, this this thing of eating. You know, God, God says in Romans 1 that the invisible attributes of God can be clearly seen by nature. And, and God could have made us so we didn't have to eat. He could have. And here we are. We have to consume. We have to eat. Why? If we don't eat, we die. We must eat our salvation, which is you, – you think about it when you eat something. You sit down to your meal. You look at your meal and you go – This will be good for me, hopefully. And you have faith in that meal that it will be nourishing you and and satisfy your hunger, so you eat it. In other words, you take it in, swallow it, you know, swallow, hook, line and sinker, swallow. Yes. So eating at the table is an attitude of I'm receiving what's promised me. Can we sit there and do the communion and receive what's promised us? That's how you do it. Eating has to do with proof or belief. An outworking of an offer, an acceptance contract. How accounts supplied? Love has to be accepted. You can't make someone love you. You can ask them to and they, they accept. When we eat, At the table of the Lord, we're accepting the love of our Saviour. Yes. Now God commands Satan to eat dust. That's his food. What is that? Genesis 4.14 Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Here we see that Satan and his seed is also included. will eat what God has judged Satan right there in the garden. The ground was cursed, so God was commanding Satan to eat the curse. You know, in deliverance I've made demons eat the dust. They don't like it. They absolutely don't like it. Let's have a look at some let's have a look at some judgment scriptures. Ezekiel thirty four sixteen, I would I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. Hmm. When we pray, God will feed our enemies the dust. The curses that they've caused to come upon us, they will have to eat. Whoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. You want to be guilty of the blood and body of the Lord? (laughs) Try that. You, you, You cannot pay it. It'll land you with a big debt. That's what Satan has, the guilt. He entered Judas and betrayed Jesus inside the body of Judas. So Satan is well and truly guilty of the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. Kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heavens shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. Daniel 7.27 That's us. For Thus says the Lord God of Israel, God prevails to me. Take the wine cup of this fury at my hand, and cause all the nations to whom I send thee to drink it. What's that? God said that to Jeremiah twenty five fifteen. Take the wine cup of this fury? Could that be the furious, angry judgment of the cross? in the blood, the wine, and cause all the nations whom I send thee to drink it. Gets better. Therefore thou shalt say to them, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of the Israel, Drink, and be drunken, and spew, and fall, and rise no more, because of the sword which I'll send among you. And it shall be, if they refuse to take the cup at thine hand to drink, Then thou shall say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, you shall certainly drink. That gives us a lot of power. See, we can by faith command them to drink, and we have the backing of thus says the Lord, you will certainly drink. You drink, you spirits. I believe on the table of the Lord is the cup of this wrath this cup of this fury yeah yeah for those that like to get drunk and roll around watch out look do a word study on the words drunken in the Bible it doesn't line up with fun Jeremiah 2527 says drink and spew be drunken For they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, and now has given them blood to drink. Yes, that's Revelation 15.6. What is drinking the blood? Drinking the blood is paying for the blood. Accepting the blood guilt. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and and the future, the princes shall rule in judgment. A king shall reign in righteousness. Who's that? And princes shall rule in judgment. Who's that? Isaiah 32, one. There are set thrones of judgment and the thrones of the house of David, the beloved. David, by the way, means beloved. It's the house of the beloved. That's us. Psalm 122.5 Proverbs 19.29 Judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. Who are the fools? Fallen angels, the demons, are the fools. For the hand of the Lord, for in the hand of the Lord there is a cup and the wine is red. It is full of mixture and he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and drink them. That's a promise in Psalm 75.8. Yes. It's the job of the church to execute this judgment. We can't be chicken. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth a two-edged sword in their hand. Does that sound like us? To Why? To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Yeah. There's a scripture that says the father judges no one, all judgments being passed to the Son, we are the body of the Son, and Jesus has given it an honor to all the saints, to execute the judgment, for some reason, in his wisdom, he's done that who are we to argue, Hmm. Satan caused with lies man to be cast out of the garden. And his judgment was to eat that curse. We are given the right to administer this judgment. Eat the dust. Here's one for everyone that's had an abortion. Genesis 9.6 Whoso sheddeth man's blood. Whoever sheds man's blood. Hey, that's whoever kills anyone. By man. His blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. This includes Satan and people. You know, I looked up the statistics of of women. It was only on women, but it should be their husbands too. Who had abortions. 1,300% more likely to die in the next couple of years. It's a death sentence. And it's never been lifted. I can't find where it's been lifted. Only in confession to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only through the cross can those things be lifted. Amen. Ophir, amen.
0: Brother Peter, heads up we got about time, five <laughs> minutes. This is an excellent teaching, folks. Keep going, my friend. Wrap it up
1: Yeah, all right. I'll I'll wrap it up. Basically, basically what we're talking about here is the table of the Lord. The table as per Psalm 23 is set up in the presence of our enemies because judgment is there. It's there to execute the judgment. We have our own cup on that table. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Psalm sixteen, verse five. Did you know we all have a cup? It's a good Bible study on cups. In the in you know, do a Bible study on it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Bless is the man that trust trusted in Him. Psalm thirty four eight. Fear the Lord, all His saints. There is no want to them that fear Him. That's believing. You have to believe to fear and um yeah next week we can go on with uh, the rest of the things that's on the table i was amazed with this study <laughs> what's on the table um amazing amazing things for us there it's all there not on what so much we do it's who we are so we can sit down i believe to get your deliverance you must sit at the table with jesus with his righteousness on then God can drop the judgment around you on your enemies it's like putting a lead suit on in a radiation room yeah
0: brother you're speaking the Uh, truth folks this is a powerful teaching tonight reverse the curse in Jesus name
1: Amen. reverse the curse and remember Noah never rowed his boat don't row your boat get in and go for the ride Trust will will empower the boat to reverse the curse
0: <laughs> man I love that <laughs> <laughs> brother tell people what, about uh, your website
1: okay hiskingdomstable.com. actually this whole teaching is available as a PDF download there Hiskingdomstable.com. it's free it's a it's a PDF download hmm you can download it there and um, we you know some of this stuff is what has empowered us to be able to do more effective deliverance than ever with the faith in, in what these uh, truths are you know what God's done for us so it's uh, His something kingdom's that was shown
0: table.com can they add you as a friend on Facebook?
1: yeah Peter Whiffen at hotmail.com
0: brother Peter how does next week, same time, work for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Two o'clock see, is great. Same time. See you then. Fine.
0: Folks, next week, same time. Tune in. Peter, God bless you, brother. We love you. We'll see you All next right. time.
1: Cheers. Cheers and blessings, everyone. See you later.
0: True man of God. Wasn't that awesome? Well, we're not done. We have two shows to go. Let me save MixLR. We'll be right back.